you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Live Podcast. Me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. And this is it. This is this is yeah, winning dude. time for everybody. I know, man. So how many uh, championships are you in? I know you're in our show. Yes. League championship. Congratulations. And I'm in, uh, I'm in one Cook. other one. I'm in two. Oh, good. So, yeah. So it should be interesting. Um, I'm worried. I, Marcus Took has a really good team. I know he does. He's got a really. He was good like team. this sneaky good team all season long, right? And uh, he made some great moves off the waiver wire, and really, Damian Williams was his big pickup because he had Kareem Hunt. Yep. And then Spencer Ware ended up getting picked up by somebody else before Ista could get him, but he, in what was a very brilliant move at this point, went and picked up Damian Williams instead, and then Spencer Ware goes down, and boom, uh, we we've we've seen <laughs> we've seen, and we're going to see it again. A lot of backup running backs yep. are going to be deciding fantasy championships. It's uh, it's been a wild couple of weeks. Yeah, we're going to talk about that and plenty more. In fact, you know, Istook and I we actually split during the regular season. I blew him out once. He blew me out once. Oh wait, was that the? There was that one week where you had. Uh, I had all the Rams and Vikings when they played on that Thursday, on that Thursday night, night. Right, so right, had, right. You know, I had Goff, Gurley, Thielen. <laughs> I had a bunch of guys. That I remember nuts. that. I remember uh, that. And yep. then a few weeks later, he turned around and he blew me out. So the rubber match is for the yeah. championships. Yeah, I've year. got. Uh, I got four um, out of ten. One I'm playing the Miz, and I, I can't lose to him because I will not hear the end of the trash talk if he beats me <laughs> ever. I'll have to shut my phone off. I'll never hear the end of it. And then I'm playing Lindsey Rhodes in, in our NFL Talent Championship. Uh, then I have another league that I play with a bunch of friends uh, that I've been playing for years. And then another one where, and this one maybe is the one that I'm most proud of because we've got a, a group of the best high-stakes fantasy players out there. And um, I decided to do a league with all of them. And these are the people who, I mean... <laughs> There's a lot on the line, Marcus, huh. and uh, ended up in the championship this week and uh, against one of the one of the great female fantasy football competitors um, out there. So that is uh, that that's going to be fun too. So got a lot on the line this week, my friend, and we got a lot of news to talk got about. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. But before we do that, let's go behind the glass as always to our faithful producer, senior Edward L. Murphy Esquire. Murph, what's up? Yeah, guys, I have uh, one of my three teams in the championship uh, this upcoming weekend, and it's uh, it's the team that I thought like the least about to put the mo- less amount of like, <laughs> effort into. It happens to be a really good team, uh, and now I'm getting like texts from the league like, you got to beat this guy. He's won two straight years, and he changed his team name to 3-Pete, so now it's like I'm... Oh, I'm, that's I'm, such I'm, a that's bad jerk luck. Move. A, lot of, a lot of pressure that's, on me yeah, now. Yeah, that's a jerk move. But does, that ha- does that happen to you guys? Like, re- like league you thought, the team you thought was going to reach the pinnacle, all of a sudden it's a team out of like the blue that just makes a run like the last I, couple weeks? I, I I had a team, it didn't necessarily make a long playoff run, but I, uh, I was lucky enough to be invited to the Kings Classic, which is a, a bunch of fantasy analysts who got together in Canton, Ohio to draft. And we did two drafts. We did a snake draft and an auction draft. And I loved my snake draft team. Didn't like my auction team. Turns out the snake draft team was awful. The auction draft team was really great and made the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, sometimes you just can never figure. Yeah. So It's almost like fantasy football is hard to predict. Almost like it is hard to predict. All right, we will go through the Week 16 games. Eddie's got his delirious pick. But first... Let's do some news. Let's do the news. Well, the big news from Thursday, Josh Gordon has been suspended indefinitely for another violation of the league's substance abuse policy. Uh, I mean, obviously, the the first and foremost is sort of Josh Gordon's own health. He tweeted that he was going or put out on social media, I should say, that he is going to step away from the game to try and get his mental health uh, right. So certainly we wish him 
the best of luck in all that, because that is certainly more of an importance to him than uh, whatever football is going to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, though, this is a fantasy football podcast, so we've got to kind of talk about it in that respect as well. So that means no Josh Gordon, obviously, for championship week. And what was going to be a tough matchup anyway against the Buffalo Bills? Um, And the Patriots offense has not been super great fantasy-wise. I mean, I guess... Ideally, this means more Chris Hogan, but even Chris Hogan has been... <laughs> it's a revenge game. Oh, yeah, it is a Chris Hogan revenge yeah, game, isn't it? Yeah, I, for whatever... It is, but, like, that's a desperation play. Like, if you're if you're looking for players off the waiver wire, and I was surprised to see that uh, Istook picked up Robbie Anderson, surprised because I didn't think he'd be out there, but I guess that's what happens when you're down to two teams left. <laughs> There's still a lot of options off the waiver wire, so Robbie Anderson comes to mind as a replacement off the wire. Uh, Robert Foster... Josh Reynolds, any one of the three Broncos wide receivers, Sutton, Patrick, uh, Deshaun Hamilton are also there in the mix, too. So there's there's some decent options out there. But considering what Gordon had done or hadn't done, I mean, he hadn't been putting up monster numbers. And last week he had his worst stat line of the season. And as you mentioned, it was bad matchup. So. Um, yeah, we, we hope everything goes well with Josh. We welcome him the be- uh, you know we, we wish him the best. But um, you know the fantasy football world keeps moving on. And if Robbie Anderson's out there in your league, I think that'd be the guy that I'd be targeting because he's been good in two straight weeks, and the Packers defense has not been good against wide receivers. Yeah, it took a long time, but Robbie Anderson finally came around. Finally. He was a guy I liked as a sleeper coming into the year. It has taken you know 14, 15 weeks for it to actually happen, mm-hmm. but here we are. So. Yeah. Yep. Um, Cam Newton expected to miss the rest of the season. This isn't really a surprise after what we saw from him on Monday night against the Saints. That shoulder obviously is a problem. The Panthers uh, are pretty much done this year. So that means that that, uh, Cam Newton is probably gone. Bigger question is now that Taylor Heineke is set to be the Hit starter. Hit him with the Heineke. What does that mean for guys like you know Devin Funches, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel? I think you know Christian McCaffrey still sees right. a ton of touches. Ton. But the rest of those guys, I think, have to take a little bit of a hit. It ain't good. He's had five completions or five pass attempts, I believe, in his entire career. Uh, he broke all kinds of records at Old Dominion, um, but. Yeah, like in, in this weird fantasy world, he'll probably go out there and score like 18 fantasy points, whatever. But um, yeah, the the only player right now in Carolina that you can start with any kind of confidence would be Christian McCaffrey. As you said, he was rested on Wednesday. A lot of people freaked out because he didn't practice, but he's going to be fine. If you're looking for quarterback replacements for Cam Newton, like Dak Prescott's probably owned in your league, but if he's not, go get him. Baker Mayfield's got a good matchup. Lamar Jackson's probably owned, but good matchup. Josh Allen, the highest scoring quarterback in fantasy football in the last four weeks. And that's not it's a mistake. Wild. It is the truth. If you're in a deeper league, Sam Donald had looked bad. You know, I, Nick Foles has got a good matchup against Houston. So there are some options out there. And to be quite honest with you, based on what Kim had been doing or not been doing, you're probably going to be in a, in a better spot because if you were going to roll with Cam Newton this week, number one, he was my sit of the week at quarterback before mm-hmm. he went down, obviously. And... Uh, he just, I mean, that dude looked like he was throwing in pain. The throws were painful to watch. And at that point, I don't even know how he played in that game. I mean, he's been banged up for several games. You could see yeah. that something was just not right with Cam Newton. Right. He was he was a lot closer to Clark Kent than he was Superman the last several weeks. And we know why. He's got a bad shoulder. Yeah. So we won't see him until 2019. Um I just think it's going to be the uh, the Christian McCaffrey show for the last couple games. You would think so, we'll considering, see. you know, you get him in out in space and some bubble screens, hand the ball off to him. And apparently he can throw a touchdown pass for I know, him. Yeah, him to, let him do so. it all, man. Whatever. Uh, speaking of running backs, Melvin Gordon is expected to be back to play this week on Saturday. Remind you, there are a couple of Saturday games. Yep. He's going to play on Saturday against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, he could have played or he wanted to play, I should say, last week that he really pushed for it. The Chargers held him back, uh, didn't put him in the game. Obviously, they ended up getting a big, big win. But Melvin Gordon coming back, I mean, you love that. The matchup's not great, yep. but he's just such a volume monster. Yeah, that I can't bench him. I mean, I get it. Ravens coming off the injury. But, dude, I mean, he's given you 19-plus points in every game but one this season, regardless of the matchup. He's a guy who is just magnetic when it comes to the end zone. He, he typically finds uh, that painted area more often than not. So, 
He's back in time for your fantasy championship, which means Justin Jackson, Austin Eckler uh, go to the back of the line, and Gordon's back being an our, uh, a number one running back this week. So we'll see uh, what happens with that. Yeah, the, the Justin Jackson thing. I mean, he, he was a nice play for a couple of weeks. But, yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, he held me last week. He got me to one of my finals. So. Yeah, but uh, that that is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of Packers news. Uh, Joe Philbin, the interim head coach, says or won't say, I should say, whether or not Aaron Rodgers will play against the Jets. He has practiced uh, for a couple of days this week. Of course, the Packers eliminated from playoff contention. Aaron Rodgers still a little bit gimpy right now, so we'll see if he plays. We know for sure Aaron Jones will not play. He has been placed on injured reserve, so it is the Jamal Williams show. But I got to guess that if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go and it ends up being Deshaun Kaiser, uh, that changes the way you look at some of these Packers, right? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I- I'm still starting Devontae Adams, but I don't know that there's anyone else I could start with confidence if Rodgers is not going to be under center. Uh, he was a participant in Thursday's practice, and I would I would guess that he'll be under center. With that being said, I'm not Joe Philbin. I don't know for sure, but right. he's practicing. Let's just put it that way. Now, is there the possibility that uh, if the Packers are out of this game in the second half that Rodgers is, is benched? I mean, yeah. That's that's right. why when you get into week 16 in certain situations, you don't like them, but they come to your mind. It's the same thing with Todd Gurley. If the Cardinals are getting blown out by the Rams in the first half of the game and we know Gurley's not 100 percent, do the Rams rest Gurley? I mean, that's a situation we, we find ourselves in every single year right around this time where there's teams that are in playoff contention uh, that have banged up players and if there's a scenario where game script allows them to rest a player like a girly, it could happen. So, and it's the same thing with Rodgers, except for they're not in playoff contention, which means <laughs> it's even more. I like put him out there, right? That that he may not play or mm-hmm. may not play very much. Mm-hmm. So, uh, keep an eye on all those. I mean, obviously, it stinks to potentially lose an Aaron Rodgers for your championship week, but this is the world that we live. Mm-hmm. There you go, and that is pretty much everything you need to know. <laughs> That was the news. All right, normally we would get right to the Week 16 preview here, but first, there was some other news that happened across the world of fantasy football, and uh, it, it happened thanks to the official scorekeepers, I guess, of the NFL. And now we know, you know, there have been some stat corrections. There are always stat corrections, but we had a big one. Yep. Uh, I know the Colts had a stat correction on their defense, but the biggest one came with Ezekiel Elliott uh, in that there was a play that was originally ruled a fumble on a fourth down rush attempt by Ezekiel Elliott. It was ruled originally a fumble and was going to be minus two for Zeke. Instead, it was ruled a turnover on downs that he was taken down in the backfield. It was a turnover on downs. The fumble goes away. Zeke gets those two points back. It also means two fewer points for the Colts defense. They take two points away from there. Uh, I would think that the Zeke portion of that had maybe a bigger impact than the Colts portion of that. But uh, you got a lot of folks who woke up on Thursday morning thinking that they were going to play for a fantasy championship who might not be. Yeah, there were some of them in my Twitter timeline and uh, they were not happy. But the, the situation that stinks here is that. Okay, like, you know, you may have gotten knocked out, but I mean, it's Thursday. So like we had a stat correction with Jared Goff that really didn't affect Goff and more affected the Eagles defense that came out earlier in the week. And I mean, I don't know who to talk to. Like I could call I could call Roger. He won't pick the phone up. And hey, Raj, we need these uh, we need these stat corrections before Thursday or before Wednesday night when people are putting in their waiver claims. And so for me, like if if that's what the call is, I got to eat it, man. I got to live with right. it. I mean, it kind of is what it is. I, I, you know, I don't, whatever. If the league wants to correct the stats or whatever for official record keeping down the road, that's fine. I, I, I would think for fantasy, it would be nice to just have a statute of limitations where if, if it doesn't come by, you know, whatever, Tuesday afternoon or something like that, then, you know, so be it. It is just what it is. Uh, but hey, look, if it happened to you and you got bumped, Sorry about your luck. If it happened to you and you got in, hey, good for you. You got a second life. Take advantage of it. It is a weird thing uh, that that happens. I mean, obviously, you get stat corrections all during the year, and you hear about it. Obviously, it it's far less impactful when it happens in, like, week six versus week 15. Um, 
yeah, that's kind of as uh, Forrest Gump would say. That's all I got to say about. Yeah, there's just there, there's really <laughs> no good answer. It would be great if these things could be finalized right. by Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Because now, if you're a commissioner, I mean, so so number one, if you're the commissioner and this happened, you just got to deal with it. You yep. have to deal with it. Uh, whatever the scenario is, the correct call right now is that. Ezekiel Elliott was given two additional points, and the Colts' defense was uh, subtracted, was subtracted two, two points. And the problem here is that, you know, the team that thought it was in probably made waiver claims already. Yep. And the team that thought it was out didn't. So now, as the commissioner, you almost have to put the players who were picked up by the team that is now out back into the pool of available free agents and allow the process to go through again because it's not fair that a team that is now out was able to pick up a player and it's really for naught while another team that is now in that maybe could use that player, they should be able to get access to that player. So it's it's a big it's a big nightmare. It's it's a mess as a commissioner, but that's that's why being a fantasy football commissioner is not all uh, you know <laughs> apple pie and rainbows as Elliot Harrison would say. Uh so yeah, y'all have fun with that. Um all right. Week 16, it's winning time. As, uh, as our friend Matt Money Smith would say, it's nut-cutting time. Let's go. It is. So we will start a couple of Saturday games, one down in Tennessee, Washington heading down there to take on the Titans, and it's just a simple question. Do you start anybody in that Washington <laughs> offense? Come on, man. You're on Jeremy Sprinkle's bandwagon. You know you are. Uh, I mean, look again. I, I enjoyed <laughs> watching some of his tape when he was at Arkansas, uh, but yeah, since then, no. I mean, dude, I'm not playing any Redskins. I was like, like looking, I went down the road, I'm like, nope, nope. None. Nope, 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 nope. That was it. I, no, th- this is a, this is a a very heavy Tennessee game. This is Derrick Henry. This is Corey Davis. Right. And if you look at the matchup, Davis has got a really good win against Washington. This is the Titans' defense, which is a phenomenal stream this week. Phenomenal stream. It's all about Tennessee, Washington. All of their players are a fade for me in this one. Uh, yeah, I just I got to stay away from their bad. Uh, you mentioned Derrick Henry. So, obviously, the dude's been a hero the last couple of weeks with what he's done. Over 400 rushing yards in the last two games combined. So, with that said, projections. I mean, I, I, it's hard to think he's going to get you another, you know, buck 80, 200 yards. But uh, who knows, right? <laughs> you never know. But Washington has certainly not been good against the run, especially lately. So, if you have Derrick Henry, you would be a fool not to play him. Even if it's a flex, he is a guy that right now could end up very well becoming the fantasy playoff MVP. I mean, the dude scored 78 points in his last two games. Ridiculous! It's insane. He had like 95 from weeks one to 12. Right. I mean, he so he, he jumped up from what? He, he's like a top 20 running back now. He was in the 30s to being like close to top 15. Right. Just on the strength of two weeks. I know. It's crazy. Yep. It is crazy. But heck. Dude, ride him, man. I mean, you got to play him. Got to bl- play this, him. This is a week you, you have to play him. He's been playing well. He's got a good matchup. Everything signals Derrick Henry being in your lineup, which means he's going to get like, you know, 37 yards. Uh, uh, yeah, hey. <laughs> we, we liked him last week, too, and he came through. For he him, did so come through. Trying to stay optimistic. All right. The other Saturday game, the Ravens come to the, was it the StubHub Center? That's what it is. Uh, the, 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 the soccer field. Yes. Yes. I remember, it, uh, I remember its original life as the Home Depot Center. Mm. Fun fact, the first time I ever went there was not for a sporting event. It was to see The Roots open for the Dave Matthews Band. How about that? That was pretty fantastic. Great show. Uh, Anyway, Ravens and Chargers should be a pretty good show as well. Oh, by the way, these Saturday games, uh, to be just a shill, uh, they are both on our air. You can catch them out on NFL Network. Check them out. Check them out. Uh, First game is at 4.30 Eastern. The second game, I believe, at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, I believe, is the kickoff for that second game. But either way, they're both on the network. Just turn on NFL Network and just let it run all day. You'll be fine. Yep. All right. Pick one. Kenneth Dixon or Gus Edwards? If you had to pick one of those two running backs, where would oh, you go? Man. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I guess I'm going with Gus the bus after what we saw last week. But, I mean, it's so volatile. And, and by the way, uh, Melvin Gordon has been taken off the injury report. Hooray. Austin Eckler is doubtful, which means Justin Jackson will be the backup to Melvin Gordon in that contest. And uh, our friend Keenan Allen, questionable for that game. So keep tabs on his status. It's a good thing he's on Saturday because now you know you can, you can play him some, or right, you, you can, can make some choices if you need to. Based on the Sunday games. So I guess I would go with Gus the bus, but 
You never know what's going to happen if the Chargers take a lead. The Ravens have to throw to catch up, which is not great news for the Ravens offense because of what they have turned into. Right. Uh, you know, then we could see Kenneth Dixon getting his opportunities in terms of targets out of the passing game. But I, I'd go with Gus right now. And and really, like, like it's Lamar. I mean, Justin Tucker, Gus. I think that's it. Would I'm not playing the Ravens defense. I was gonna say, against, would you play the Ravens? No, nah, I'm not playing them against the Chargers. Yeah. They don't turn the ball over a whole heck of a lot typically. That's a that's a tough play, definitely. So yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh, you mentioned Keenan Allen, questionable right now. Um, could possibly play if he does not go. How much better or, or worse potentially is Mike Williams this week? Well, I mean, the opportunities you would think are going to be more plentiful there, as we saw last week against the Chiefs. With that being said, the Chiefs' defense is not any good. And the Ravens' defense is extremely good. So the only way that I would play Mike Williams is if it was a flex starter situation and Keenan Allen was inactive. If Keenan Allen is active in this game, I'm not touching Mike Williams. The Ravens are really tough against wide receivers who split out wide, so I'm going to avoid that. And honestly, I mean, Mike Williams is coming off the best game of his career. Mm -hmm. In in the weeks leading up to that game, he was kind of meh. So I would would think he's going to end up going back to being meh especially if Keenan Allen is, a, is able to get out there. Bengals at Browns. So any Bengals not named Joe Mixon are worthwhile? I was looking at, you know, Jeff Driscoll. No. Uh, they're wide receivers. What? John Alex Austin. Erickson. Sure. No. Cody Core. I mean, CJ Uzama. <laughs> we tried that experiment last week, and it blew up in our face. So that's not. No. Cody, no. Cody Core, by the way, sounds like the name of a, a superhero alter ego. You know? It's like they're always they're always some alliterative thing. You know, you got Peter Parker, Miles Morales, yeah, Cody, Cody Core. You know, no. <laughs> it's like yep. it, it works. Clark Kent. Clark Kent. All of these. They're all like alliteration. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. We should go Cody through Cole. all of those. What? what, all what, the what, what no. What all other the, ones do we have? Well, Bruce Wayne is not. Yeah. Um, Wait, is it Bruce Banner? Bruce Banner would be. Right. Bruce Banner would. OK, be. we'll do it later. Yeah, it's a, it's, now, now we just named off like four or five in a row. <laughs> you got one, Ed? No. Well, I just, I just started thinking like the Avengers, like Tony Stark. Tony Stark's it. not. Yeah. Thor just doesn't have any other name. It's just, it's just like one <laughs> singular name. We, so. we, we have gone to a, into a different dimension of, of really weird nerdy n- nerdism on this show. But hell, why not? The Venn diagram of fantasy folks and comic book folks. I'm sure it's a you know, yes, pretty yes. lot of pretty pretty big cross. See, now the rest of the show, I'm going to be thinking of more. But go ahead. <laughs> okay, so. This is a, a really good week matchup-wise for Baker Mayfield. He threw four touchdown passes the last time these teams played back in Week 12. And for all the, the good things Baker Mayfield has done, I have a tough time consistently trusting any of their pass catchers. Jarvis Landry kind of fades in and out. You know, David Njoku's had some good weeks. He's had some yeah. bad weeks. Uh, Rashard Higgins, Antonio Callaway have really not really done much to speak of. So... Assuming this is a good matchup for Baker Mayfield, which of these pass catchers do you believe in? Uh, dude, I don't know if I believe in any of them. Like, uh, I mean, I would play Robbie Anderson over Jarvis Landry this week, mm-hmm. you know, if I could pick him up off the waiver wire. Landry's just been so hit or miss, and typically it's been more miss during the course of the season. So I do trust a Baker in this game. I trust Nick Chubb in this game. Mm-hmm. I think you're forced to trust David and Joku because there are no tight ends out there. Right. And the matchup is good. And I kind of like the Browns defense, too, as a streamer. Yeah, I definitely like the Browns. Against the Bengals. I mean, they're down. I mean, they have Joe Mixon and nothing. I mean, they're down their number one quarterback. They're down their number one and number two wide receivers. So the Browns defense could be one of those sneaky sleepers at defense. Yeah, I do like that. I definitely like the Browns defense as a streamer this week. I think that's a that's a good play. Uh, Bucks at Cowboys. Do you believe in either Jameis Winston or Mike Evans, especially because Evans has been? Yeah, he's been so feaster family. I have Evans in one of the leagues I'm alive in and I'm going to play him. I, I don't particularly love it, but I don't. I don't like Winston this week. We told you to bench him last week, and that was kind of an easy one because right. the matchup was so tough, and it was it was uh, raining in Baltimore. But, I mean, the Cowboys are giving up less than 230 passing yards a game and fewer than 16 fantasy points to quarterbacks on their home field. The Cowboys are one of these weird teams, and, and the Buccaneers are kind of like this, too. They've actually been really tough defensively at home. On the road, they just give it up like crazy. The Cowboys are really tough at home. Typically, very tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, I remember Mariota had a good game against us uh, a, few, a few weeks ago. Right. But typically, we're, we're and I say we because whatever, I'm a cop. <laughs> uh, the Dallas defense is typically pretty good at home, and that's another good streaming option if you're out there looking to pick up something off the waiver wire for this week. Um, 
on the other side, I mean, we've been pretty much starting everybody against the Bucks. So Dak, we know. I mean, Zeke, obviously. Amari Cooper bounces back from a poor game last week. Michael Gallup. I mean, if you were looking for a sleeper, or maybe you're maybe you're in the daily league or something like that, would is Michael Gallup worth a dart throw this mm, week? I mean, a dart throw, yes, but that's about it. Mm. He he could have actually had a couple of really big stat lines had Dak not overthrown yeah, him. Yeah, he's missed him on a few. We, we've seen that happen uh, a handful of times, but you know, Gallup's not somebody that I can trust right now during the fantasy playoffs. I hope he has a big game as a Cowboys fan, but I'm not trusting him here. Uh, Vikings at Lions. All right, so you got to pick a Vikings wide receiver. Stephon Diggs or Adam Thielen, which one mm. would you trust more? Mm. I've got Thielen ranked higher, but I, I, I would trust both of them. Mm-hmm. But Thielen actually has... He's tailed he's kinda, off. He's kind of faded a little bit. Yeah, he's tailed off, but they're both players that you're that you're starting without question. Um, I mean, I think everybody like Kirk Cousins. I mean, like at this point, though, he's been so inconsistent that I wouldn't trust him in Championship Week. In the matchup yep. is just sort of so so. Yep. Like I don't know that I could count on Kirk Cousins this week. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Matt Murdock, another one. So I'm gonna. Oh, there we go, up. Daredevil. Uh, but yes, um, I wouldn't trust Cousins because regardless of the matchup, whether it's been good or bad, he hasn't been able to produce. I mean, I liked him last week, and he started out the gates great. Right. It looked like he was going to have at a huge stat line. First drive was great. He ended up having 15, which actually wasn't bad. Right. Considering how awful the quarterback position was, but um, hard to trust. Hard to trust. Uh, speaking of trust, is there a lion that you trust this week? Like I've been, I've been, I've been hitting Zach Zinner as a sleeper this week, and I that's think, about as much as I can go. And I think that he is certainly in that sleeper conversation, but I, I mean, I don't even, I, mean, like, I don't even trust Galladay. And like, I get it, you know, you can crap on me. Oh, you, you, you said Galladay was a bad play last week. He was, he was, and it was, knew. but he, he, he had a good game. I mean, he, he just, had a good game. I don't know that he's going to do that again against Xavier Rhodes. So. Maybe you play him because of the name, because of the possibility that he could put up a good stat line. But the matchup, guys, is is just not favorable. No, it it's just not. You know, it's funny. We are in week sixteen now, and I feel like we have barely talked about Matthew Stafford this year because he's just been he's been a non. No, he's been a non. He has been a sit him in my column. I think almost every week of the second half of the season. I mean, just that's how bad it is. I mean, this is the guy who was, he was sort of one of the examples of wait on a quarterback. Like, hey, you can get a Matthew Stafford in the ninth yep. round and he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Not this year. No, not this year. Nope. Bills at Patriots. All right. So Josh Allen, right? Like every week we sit here and we're like, he can't do it again. Like he's not ready. He just can't keep running the ball the way he is. And he doesn't throw it well enough. And so last week, He didn't have a lot of rushing yards, but he did have a rushing touchdown. Mm -hmm. He had a passing touchdown. He had, what, about 200 passing yards. And it ended up being a decent game. Another game with 18 fantasy points for him. So are are we all in? Or is this the whole Belichick shuts down another rookie quarterback thing? You know, we've sat here and, like, just had to apologize every single week. Are we going to be doing this again on Monday? Yep. Uh, Wade Wilson, by the way. Um, So... (laughs) I, I have Not Allen the former Viking ranked, Cowboy No, no. Uh, I have him ranked outside of my top 12 this week. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm worried about with, with Allen is that he's been good, okay, from a fantasy perspective. He's still not the most accurate of throwers. Let's put it that way. Uh, the Patriots are surrendering an 82 passer rating and an average of fewer than 16 points per game to quarterbacks when they're playing at Gillette. So they've been tough on quarterbacks. The Patriots need this game. Yes. They're they're not playing well right now. You know they just came off the loss to the Steelers. They've lost some bad games uh, over the second half of the season. So I think at home, Belichick's got to come up with some kind of magic here. Josh Allen's really the only weapon the Bills have, unless you consider Robert Foster a weapon, and he has been. And Alan Deshaun McCoy is but, supposedly going to play. This. But I mean McCoy is done next to nothing. So I I personally would fade Allen this week. But I can absolutely see him being active in two QB leagues and in Superflex leagues. No doubt about it. So we talked, obviously, a little bit about the Patriots uh, in light of the Josh Gordon suspension. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I never thought we'd say this in Week 16. But are there any of them that you're really confident in this week? I mean, you always got to have some confidence in Julian Edelman because he, he's going he's gonna to see the targets. Right. They're going to target him no matter what. So... Edelman is still a play for me, and in fact, you can make the argument that maybe he's going to see more targets now because Gordon's out of action. I don't know if I would make that argument, but I mean, Rob Gronkowski is the, the big question mark. This dude, so, you know, in our in our league, my team just was 
bad. I had the second most points against me. I had a bad draft. And part of my bad draft was drafting Gronkowski, I think, third or fourth. Right. Uh, uh, he, I mean, he. The, the and you have to play him because there's nothing at tight end. The injury seemed to have taken a toll because he has yeah. fallen off in the worst way this year. I don't know that he's going to be in New England. If he's playing next season, I wouldn't be surprised if he was in Detroit. Back that, with, like, Matt Patricia. That would be interesting. Yeah. That would definitely be interesting. I don't know if he's going to play again next season, though. We'll see. I would... He will go on a WWE career path. That's I could see what he's going to do. I could totally see him yeah. doing that. Yep. Um, you know, and just kind of you know, hanging out and living the Gronk life, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, Packers at the Jets. How much... Do you, I know you love Jamal Williams. I love him. If, if you know... I mentioned this before. If there's no Aaron Rodgers and it's Deshaun Kaiser, do you still love Jamal Williams the same way? I mean, way? I like him less because Aaron Rodgers will basically nullify any chance a defense has at stacking a box against Jamal Williams. But I said because I, I say it's like, you know, I, I say it all the time. Like volume is king. Like it doesn't matter. Like Jamal Williams is not the most talented running back in the NFL. I mean, like right. let's put it that way, dude. Right. I mean. You know, everyone knew if you watch tape and, and you watch these games that Aaron Jones was way better than him talent-wise, more dynamic. But Jamal Williams is is going to get, I mean, you would think a minimum of about 15 to 18 touches in this game. And remember last season, Jamal Williams was pretty decent for fantasy owners. He wasn't bad at all. Right. And now he's back in, in a featured role with Aaron Jones out and Ty Montgomery in Baltimore. I'm playing him just based on the volume like Elijah McGuire. Okay, mm-hmm. Elijah McGuire hasn't popped off the screen when you watch him on tape. Right. But volume, 20 plus touches in two straight games, and he's given you double digit points. He's been good. So that's why I like him. If you know, I'm in a situation in one of my leagues where I have Jamal and I have Damian Williams mm-hmm. and I also have Spencer Ware. Now, unless I hear that Spencer Ware is not going to play, I'm playing Jamal Williams because that's a Sunday night game. And I don't want to get stuck with Damian Williams and Spencer. We're in a backfield committee if they're both active. So I'm going to play Jamal Williams. I just think volume is king. And so I I like going with the guy who I know is going to get touches. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's the upside there. I worry a little bit about the matchup just because the Jets have been tough. And, you know, if if it ends up being Deshaun Kaiser, how much this changes it. But it's hard. It's hard to find. You're not going to find anybody else who's going to get the ball. I mean, he had almost 20 against the Bears last week. So, I mean, you know. Right. Volume is king. It is king. Uh, Sam Darnold, sleeper? I kind of dig him. He looked good last week. He did. I re- I, I, I'm in a super flex league. I'm in the finals. Cam was one of my quarterbacks. I, I picked him up in Foles, and I'm going to try to figure out who I'm going to play at that second, uh, at that flex spot. Maybe I won't play either one of them, but he's, he, looked, he looked good. And he's playing against a Green Bay defense that can be had. I, I think if, if Darnold has a couple of more good performances, you're going to be hearing a lot of buzz about him as we get into the offseason and getting into next season as Sam Darnold becoming a, a pretty nice sleeper quarterback a la, you know, Jared Goff, a la, you know, Mitch Trubisky, a guy going into his second season. Uh, let's see. Texans against the Eagles. How are we feeling about Lamar Miller? His ankle's not quite right. There's talk that maybe Deontay Foreman comes back to play. Guy's been good most of the year. This seems like a, a scary situation. Yeah, I mean, got a little bit banged up uh, in his most recent game. He's a flex for me at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's where I have him. I, Lamar Miller is like, he's like that that girl that you dated for a while, and you, you were kind of suspicious of her. You thought maybe she had cheated on you. So you always, want, you always wanted to hang out with her, but you're always afraid that at some point she was going to burn you. That's Lamar Miller because the guy's got the talent but he's been so unreliable at times during the course of his NFL career that you're always afraid that he's going to burn you. And that's my situation this week with Lamar. I really think there's a chance that he could burn fantasy owners. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because he, for me at least, has exceeded my expectations for the year. But right. now, all of a sudden, in a big spot. Uh, do I really want to trust him? It is question. Flex starter, I could see. But do I really want to trust him? Yeah, anything more than that, I don't, I don't know that I could get down with yep. it. Um, so... Was last week kind of a fluke, or is Alshon Jeffrey back now? <laughs> Unreal, right? I mean, like... Unreal! I had pretty much written him off. I had kind of given up on Alshon Jeffrey, and then last week he, he has a well, huge game. And he had 17 against the Cowboys the week before. So, like, I'm all in now on him. And if I have him, he's a flex at, at, at worst. And Houston's defense, if you've looked at it the last couple of weeks, has not been good. In fact, they have been giving it up to wide receivers, and I'm going to look up the stats here for you in a second. But 
this defense has really struggled. It has. Uh, they've been, they have not been great. They've recently. given up the second most points to wide receivers since week 12. They've allowed the sixth most points to wide receivers split out wide. So this is a perfect scenario for Alshon Jeffrey to help you win a fantasy championship. And we know that Nick Foles certainly has a rapport with him. All right. Falcons at Panthers. Uh, so Tevin Coleman, Edo Smith is on an IR. So that means it's pretty much Tevin Coleman back there. So that's good. Yep. Volume's good. Panthers' run defense has been pretty good yeah. there. So how are we feeling about Tevin? That's why I didn't like Ingram uh, this past week, and um, Ingram did not put up a good line. I think he's a flex, and, and you know we say it again, volume. Mm-hmm. The volume's going to be there unless they, they use some unknown running back uh, you know, off the practice squad or whatever the case may be. And, right. You know, so one of these weird Gus Edwards situations, but... I would think that um, Tevin is a fine flex starter because he should see volume. Uh, I mean, so we talked a little bit about the Panthers offense now. No more Cam Newton for the rest of the season. So is there, is there anybody there you trust beyond Christian McCaffrey? <laughs> I mean, DJ Moore is probably going to be in the flex starter conversation. All right. I'm not starting Ian Thomas. I can't start Curtis Samuel. I, just, I, I can't because I don't, I don't know enough about this quarterback. I mean, he's so inexperienced. I mean, look, last year. He finished the season with a 100% completion percentage. Now, he only had one attempt. <laughs> he completed it for 10 yards. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't bad in the preseason you know. either, but I mean, geez, <laughs> I mean, there's a big difference. So I would probably be fading most of my Panthers this week. Yeah, just this is not the right time. To be honest with you, I would have faded him if Cam was under center. Yeah, I mean, they can't the, throw a ball. The way Cam's playing, that was why, you know, that's why I went out and in our fantasy live league, I went and got Austin Hooper because I just knew I couldn't Hooper. trust I couldn't trust Ian Thomas anymore yep. because because the situation's bad. Yep. Uh Giants at the Colts. Now, I know the Giants still want Odell to play. Pat Shermer said they're not going to shut him down. They want to see if he can get healthy and come mm-hmm. back again. Um, but if he does not play, if he can't suit up and go, are there any pass catchers in that Giants offense that you like? We had been talking about Sterling Shepard, right? But he because because up. of the of the possibility that the targets would rise, Sterling Shepard has far far like uh, he, he has been far worse than than we really uh, believe that he would be, even with OBJ out of the mix. And you know the numbers that we had looked at with OBJ on the sidelines. Sterling Shepard had seen almost all of his stats rise, targets, receptions, yards, fantasy points, not so much the last couple of weeks. I'm not going there. The Colts defense, and it's odd to say this because the Colts defense is almost always bad or average. Their defense is good this year. Yeah. I mean, they just shut out the Cowboys, and that offense had been rolling. So I there is not, I mean, Saquon, Evan Ingram, I don't know what's going on with OBJ. There are not a lot of uh, giants that I like in this game. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, what, Saquon, just because, you know, Saquon. Because Saquon. And that's kind of it. Ingram, because tight end is a disaster. Yeah, I mean, it's it's bad. Uh, so, Andrew Luck, not great last week. I know. The Giants' defense against quarterbacks has been pretty good for much of the year. Uh, how do you feel? Is, is this an Andrew Luck bounce yeah, back I'm, week? I'm fine with him. Okay. Um, I'm fine with him. He, yeah. I mean, last week, he, he may have cost you a chance to go to the championship, but I do like him. The Giants defense, that's a team that's not playing for anything. Right. And, and I think they can be had, by the way, Reed Richards. Oh, Mr. Fantastic. I'm going to keep going. There you go. Go ahead. I, I, I do like to stick to sprinkling them in every, every How about Marlon Mack, too? Uh, like he, he went from, like, I am afraid to play him because the Cowboys defense is really good against the run to... Yeah, I'm playing him against the Giants. <laughs> For a second, I was like, wait, I don't know a superhero named Marlon Mack. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, the running back. Although, that would be, a, right? Right, I mean, Marlon Mack would work. create one. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Colts, man. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely starting him against the Giants. Giants have been bad against the run, so I, I have no fear of starting Marlon Mack this week. Uh, Jaguars at Dolphins. So, Leonard Fournette, sort of limited in practice. We're not sure what his status is going to be. I mean, do you, do you take a chance and put him in your lineup? He uh, scares... The, the you-know-what out of me. I mean, last week it was David Williams getting all these touches. And he, I believe Fournette returned a kick also in that game. Yes, which like, I don't think what he the done. hell? He, he didn't have hardly any touches in the second half. And I'm afraid that they're going to do the same thing, and the matchup is great. I mean, but it was great last week, too. Yep. You probably, you probably have to flex him. You don't have to like it. By the way, Martian Manhunter's real name is? Martian Manhunter? No. Oh. I don't know how to pronounce it. John Johns? Okay. J apostrophe O N N J O N Z Z. All right. We have really gone. You've, on. You've I'm sorry. Make, I'm in on it now. I'm all in on it. No, you're digging thing. deep on this thing. I am <laughs> digging, dude. But yeah, I so you know, there's not a Jaguar to, to trust. I mean, even Fournette. 
Fournette is going to be an interesting topic of conversation in the offseason. Yeah. Because the talent is there. And when he was actually on the field this year, outside of this past week uh, or two, he'd been really good. I mean, really good. He was giving you 22 a game. I think what happens with Fournette next year also depends on what the Jaguars do at quarterback. Like, yep. If they go out, if they try to get, say, Joe Flacco or something like that, then maybe that changes how you yeah. Fournette. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, do you have any confidence in Kalen Balage this week? <laughs> He's one of my sleepers because clearly Adam Gase doesn't like Kenyon Drake. I don't know what happened to him. I, I, I have no idea what, what went on between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But um, this is a situation where every time Drake's been on the field with another running back in the mix, whether it's been Gore or Balage, Drake always seems to lose the touches battle. Oh, yeah. It doesn't that's, make any sense at all. So suddenly, I don't know if I have I don't know if I have the grapefruits to start Balage. Right. But if I'm in a deeper league or if I'm in uh, if I'm in a pickle, then I could potentially use him, Victor Von Doom. Um, so <laughs> it is it is a it is a situation where I'm definitely avoiding Kenyon Drake. Definitely. Because the matchup is not good. The Jaguars have been good against every running back not named Derrick Henry this season for the most part. And then you just don't know about the distribution of snaps and touches. So I almost, if I had to choose between the two, I'd almost want to go with Balaz just based on the the track record that we've seen with Gase and the way that he's using Kenyon Drake. Kalen Balaz sounds like a high-end fashion design. Yeah, it does. It does, Just right? like, you know, did you get that new, uh, yeah, you see the new Kalen Balaz yeah, line? Man, I'm that, wearing uh, that new Kalen Balaz. <laughs> Who are you wearing at the Oscars? Oh, I'm wearing Kalen Balaz. <laughs> um, Rams at Cardinals. Uh, so Jared Goff, let's play a little game of uh, of Would You Rather. Yes, sir. With Jared, with Jared Goff. Yep. Um, let's see. Let's pull up a let's pull up a good list of what these fantasy matchups are this week because golf obviously has disappointed, and I have this, this I have this dilemma in in our fantasy league mm-hmm. whether or not I start Jared Goff this week. Yeah. All right, so Baker Mayfield. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, let's go with Ben Roethlisberger against the Saints. Yep. Uh, ben. Mitchell Trubisky against the Niners. Trubisky. Uh, okay, let's go with uh, Josh Allen against the Patriots. <laughs> I'm going Josh Allen. Okay. <laughs> I, hey, dude, he's been the highest scoring quarterback combined for four no. games, man. I mean, like. No, I get I, it. D- d- he, golf scares me. And, I, and, I, and I'd hate to be in your situation because, dude, I mean, he's averaged like six points in his last three games. His passer rating is like 51. He's been awful. And Arizona's been really tough on quarterbacks on yep. their home field really tough yep um all right so let's see where else we don't give go? me taylor heineke no i'm not gonna give you taylor heineke i'll oh. give you kirk cousins though oh, i'll go golf there uh okay one more uh marcus Mariota. golf all right all right uh but it's so close <laughs> right like four weeks ago this would have been it's golf all the most ridiculous right. exercise in fantasy football history now that's just how it is, man. Fantasy yeah, football. Comes it's it's just golf all day, you know, about a month ago. But now. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, so that being said, though, would you stream the Cardinals defense? No. I The Rams defense is a really good play. Oh, absolutely. Really good. I can't. No, I can't do it. Absolutely. I, I think there's a lot of like the Cowboys, the Colts. I talked about the Titans being a good streamer this week. The Browns are a good streamer this week. I feel like there's a lot of more. Uh, reliable options out there in terms of the matchups that some of these defenses are going to be facing. I like, you know, everyone, no one likes the saints. Mm -hmm. I have been riding the saints in one of my leagues for four weeks in a row. Every week, no matter the matchup, they're putting up numbers. Well, because every week they, they I mean, they and do, now they're at home. They do the things that you need to do to get points from a fantasy defense. They get yeah. sacks, they get turnovers. Like, and it doesn't matter if they're giving up yards, if they're giving up points, they do all those other things. And they're playing the Steelers, and I get it. You know, like the matchup on paper is not great, but sometimes you have to look a little bit beyond the matchup and look at how a, a defense is playing. And the Saints are playing ridiculous right now. I think. I, I tweeted out a stat yesterday. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was like they had given up like four top 10 quarterbacks, I think, in their first like six or seven games, including three top twos. Mm-hmm. Since then, they haven't given up one top 10. They've given up two top 11s. Um, I think it was Ryan and maybe Jameis Winston. And mm-hmm. that's been it. Like they've been really good. Like this defense kind of transformed. 
uh, around the midseason point. And now this is a defense that, like, I feel like you can trust in fantasy leagues. I really do. Right, right. Um, all right, Bears and 49ers. So we talked a little bit about, you know, the would you rather. So Mitchell Trubisky, you're you're okay with him this week? Yeah, I don't. Uh, hey, the, same, the, uh, the Niners are giving up, what, 19 a game to quarterbacks? And I think the matchup is right. The Bears have a lot to play for all of a sudden. This is a team that could sneak into that maybe one or two spot, depending on what happens with the Rams over the next couple of weeks. So they have a lot to play for, and I would uh, I, I would certainly have faith in Trubisky if I needed to replace a Cam Newton, for example, if I have, say, Tom Brady on my roster because I'm afraid Brady might stink it up against the Buffalo Bills this week. And uh, Goff is another one. I, I clearly play Trubisky over him as well. Right. Uh, do you trust George Kittle or Dante Pettis in a tough matchup? Um, you you got to trust George. George Kittle is, like, quickly becoming one of my favorite players in the NFL. Like, he plays for the Niners, and that was a team I didn't like growing up because I'm a Cowboys fan. And I go back to the 80s, and mm. that was the big rivalry. Marcus, you know it. And But he is, like, number one, he's he's a tremendous player. And he's just he just seems like a fun guy, and he loves WWE. Right. So, I mean, right there, I'm in with that dude. Like, that, that's great. It was so much fun because he was trying to get to a WWE pay-per-view uh, after, uh, after a game. He was at a press conference, and he was basically, like, telling the reporters, you guys are killing me. I'm trying to go to see, you know, a, a WWE event. Right. <laughs> Let's get these questions off. Come on. I want to get out of here. Right. Uh, yeah, I like. He, he made it in time, though. He tweeted on Monday yeah, that yeah. he made it in time, so it's yeah. all good. Yeah, so I, I like Kittle. Uh, Pettis, I think, is a, is a three-flex. Uh, I don't know that I would start any other 49ers. Brita is a risk to me because of the matchup. And um, uh, do, do you believe in a, a, a Robbie Gold revenge game? <laughs> uh, I think he, I feel like he had one not like a couple years ago when they played. Um, I think they might have played in Chicago, and I think he kicked like five field goals, including yeah. the game winner or something like that. So, yeah, he definitely got his like. That's so funny. Bears. I don't know that it happens this week, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steelers at Saints. Um, still waiting to see what the final verdict on James Connors status is going playing. to be. It yeah, it seems like he's, like he's pretty playing. doubtful. Yeah. Um, so then how much do you trust Jalen Samuels against what's a pretty good running defense? Yeah, I know. I, you know, I get it. Uh, but I'm, I'm playing him because of volume. I mean, 70% of the snaps, he's averaged almost 20 touches a game since week 14, which is his first game uh, replacing Connor. He has given you 35.4 fantasy points in his last two games in PPR formats. I, I mean, at worst, he's a flex starter, at worst. Mm -hmm. Because what have we learned over the years, Marcus? You put a running back back there in, in, in the Steelers' backfield, and the fantasy points are going to come. Well, and plus, the Steelers don't they don't platoon guys. They don't rotate no. running backs. They pick a guy, and that is their guy. He's the dude. That's their guy. Yeah, so you, know, you don't have to really worry about anybody else coming in and some, mm -hmm. taking some of those touches away. Um Will the Saints offense finally come back to us? I mean, we haven't seen them since Thanksgiving. Well, so we thought they were going to come back against the Bucs. No, we didn't have going to come back against the Panthers. No, but here's here's like the saving grace. They're at home. And as much as people will talk about like how Ben Roethlisberger was bad on the road, um, which he was mm -hmm. until the season. Breeze has also got a little bit of a track record of not doing so well outdoors. Right. Um, even against the Buccaneers, I mean, his last two or three games in Tampa Bay have been really bad. But back at home, you would think, you would think, you would think that this is the game where you <laughs> see MT and Kamara, although he was good last week, and Drew Brees finally sort of start to wake up in what, what could be a high-scoring game. We'll see what happens. But uh, I, I would be having my Steelers and my Saints in this game. Uh, it, it seems like it seems it seems like this is projecting to be a pretty high scoring affair in, in New Orleans. Yeah, I, I I would think so. Um, but who knows? But yeah, I mean, you just, I know everybody's it's been, been waiting. so hard. We've been waiting on the Saints offense to come back since Thanksgiving, and they yep. just have not been yep. there. Uh, Chiefs at Seahawks. So you, you sort of talked about Spencer Ware and Damian Williams a little bit, and we're yeah. still waiting to see. This is a Sunday night game. I know. That's how how do you approach this backfield? You know, until we have some clarity on it. So. If you clearly, if you have Williams and where, then you're good because it doesn't matter because um, you can play whoever is active. Now, what I do, what I do have some concern about is if where is active, mm -hmm. is he going to come back to being the featured back or is Andy Reid going to also throw Damian Williams a few touches because he looked damn good. Yeah, he I looked I really good last week. So if where is active, I mean, you would expect a committee, right? Yeah, I think I think whatever happens 
Damian Williams is still going to get touches. You would think so. Even if Spencer wears back, he's going to get some touches. It's just a matter of how many, you know, it just it's going to be hard. Yeah. It's going to be hard to figure out. It is. It's going to be hard. That's why. And I get it. Like, you know, you don't necessarily want to bench Damian Williams if he's going to be the guy. But the timing puts you in a, a difficult situation. So if you do have a guy like Jamal Williams and we don't know what's going on with Spencer Ware or we do know he's going to be active for the game, you may want to err on the side of caution and play the guy who you know is going to get the touches. Uh, so we just talked Steelers Saints, but a bit of a bit of news has crossed my Twitter time. OK, sit here. Mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster had to leave practice early oh, with no. a groin in. No. So there we go. Oh, no. So that's just something to keep in mind. That where, where, one, did, where did we see this? Uh, Mark Caboli, who was one of the uh, Steelers beat writers for The Athletic. Why? Why is this happening to us? <laughs> I mean, like, think yeah. about it. How many big names have we lost in the last four weeks? So, so many. I mean, that's, it, it, uh, like, that's a potential game changer. Jeez Louise. That, that is a potential. Well, yeah. now you have to keep tabs on the status of Juju uh, over the course of the next. So now if he doesn't play, I mean. James Washington. That's what I was just thinking. Like, <laughs> does he suddenly come into the conversation as a as a very deep sleeper? I mean, right. Yeah. Uh, man, that throws everything off. That does. Uh, that throws everything off. That stinks. That uh, stinks. All right. So back to Chief Seahawks. Do we trust Doug Baldwin in what could be a back and forth game? Well, he's banged up, though. That's true. Like, he, he, uh, that's another dude that you're like, okay, he may go into that game with a questionable tag. And if he goes into the game with a questionable tag, I'm not pl- I can't trust him. Right. I get it. He had two touchdowns last week. Okay, wonderful. What he had done the rest of the season? Not much. Not much. And I'm not going to go into that game with – I have to have some sort of insurance. I mean, maybe if you want to pick up David Moore, I, I, if you really are into Doug Baldwin that much, because the matchup is good. Mm-hmm. The matchup's definitely good. I mean, right. Lockett is the guy that I would play, clearly. I mean, that's a no-brainer. But unless you really like Doug Baldwin, um, I, I'd be looking for some alternatives if he is, in fact, uh, labeled as questionable for that game. It, it stinks, too, because, like, that's – there's some it's a pretty good matchup. Some good fantasy players in that game. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's Russell and Mahomes and Carson and whoever the Chiefs running back is going to be. And of course, <laughs> Kelsey and, and Tyreek and, and and Lockett. So it's a it's a tough place to be in there if you're a, if you're a fantasy fan. There we go. Uh, last game of the week, Monday night, the Broncos at the Raiders on Christmas Eve. And what might possibly be the Raiders' last ever home game in Oakland? Oh, dude, I can't wait to see what happens. Oh. Yeah, what is going to happen Man. there? Where are well, they going to play? Who knows? But, but poor little out for the Coliseum. Man, it's going to be maybe the last time. Uh, so Tim Patrick, deep sleeper? I mean, I mean, he's getting targets you there may now. elevate him to just sleep. Just sleeper now? Okay, fine. Sleeper? It's him and Hamilton, which is odd because, like, everyone loved Sutton, and then Sutton kind of hadn't really been all that great. I mean, Hamilton is the interesting play for me there because of Case Keenum's, uh, you know, he loves to go to the slot receiver and the Raiders are bad against slot receivers. I think they've given up eight touchdowns off the top of my head uh, to slot men. So, yeah, I mean, either one of those two guys is certainly worth a roll of the dice. And Patrick's been sort of the the unsung hero there in the uh, Broncos wide receiving group with uh, Samuels out for the season. Uh, Sanders, I'm sorry. So uh, on the Raiders side, there's Jared Cook and... Mm, that's exactly what. And <laughs> that's exactly it, man. I mean, like, no, nobody. Maybe Jalen Richard, if you're looking for a PPR flex. I mean, Doug Martin, he burned me last week. Like, I was on the Doug Martin bandwagon three straight weeks with a touchdown, playing the Bengals, awful run defense, and Martin gave me a lump of coal, man. Like in one of my leagues, like the Dynasty League, mm-hmm. I, and uh, just that that one hurt. So I'm off of him, and the matchup is not. You know, yeah, that's la- tremendous either. Last week, I really did. I tried to lean on the Raiders. I thought, well, this is a week, right? It's the Bengals. Like, they, if, they, if any week, it, this is the week. And it, it didn't happen. Yeah. And, uh, it's uh, the Raiders. The Raiders have, have given me the Scroogey twice this year <laughs> the, where I really liked one of their players. Like, mm-hmm. so Martin this past week and then the Raiders defense. That'll go down in infamy for me as one of the worst predictions I ever made. That I said the Raiders defense was a streamable option against Nick Mullins and the 49ers. Uh, that one I got destroyed for on Twitter, and I well, I ate it because if it, I, uh, if it makes you feel any better, I mean, I I a few years ago said the Raiders were a sleeper defense, and Nick Foles threw seven touchdown passes. <laughs> there you go. So I understand it happens. I feel it that happens. pain. Yeah, <laughs> I totally totally get that. So there you go. That's your Week 16 slate. 
course, as we mentioned, keep an eye on some of the injury situations, especially now this news about Juju Smith-Schuster. That's mm-hmm. going to be a big one as we get to Sunday, so yep. uh, definitely keep tabs on that. But, as always, it is week 16. That doesn't mean Eddie's out of it, right? He's got a delirious pick. Eddie! <laughs> All right, this one's uh, based off uh, fellow Staten Islander, Gus Edwards. Okay. Uh, I have not given him a shout-out yet, so I figured uh, what better wait, week wait, wait. than You're champions. from Staten Island? Correct. Yeah. Where? Uh, Great Kills. So I lived in – is it Eltingville? Eltingville is the next stop, train stop over, yeah. I lived I there for there about six to. months, dude. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did not know that. I lived on – I think it was Memphis Avenue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Richmond Avenue runs right through yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I used to have to take – this is when I worked for CBS. Okay. I, I would have to take – I would walk to the train station, mm-hmm. take the train to the ferry, take the ferry over to Battery Park, and then walk to work. Now you know why I moved to L.A. Because instead of Dude. doing that in public transportation, I now just have that same two and two and a half hour stretch of traveling, but just in my car. In my car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, Gus Edwards, Tideville High School um, oh, wow. alum. Uh, so my pick for him is that he's going to lead uh, all running backs this week in, in, in points total. I know they have a tough matchup versus the Chargers. Great defense there. Um, I just feel like with the NFL's up and down, the Chargers get a couple big wins. Everyone's riding high in them. You just do to lose in the way this NFL season has been. You've seen it happen with the Rams, seen it happen with the Chiefs. Uh, Chargers do to lose. I think also where you've got a guy like Lamar, um, who's just a threat, not only, like obviously with his arm, but his legs too. They're going to scheme against that. He gets kind of lost in the mix, Gus Edwards. So uh, that's my pick that he's going to uh, lead all uh, backs this week at points versus a, a tough uh, LA defense. That is delirious. Wow. Yeah. All right. But um, you know what, dude? I might be biased, I'll admit. I mean, you know, dude, this season has been so wacky, Mm -hmm. especially down the stretch. This past week was just, with all the elite quarterbacks who absolutely just tanked, it was was insane. And we we talk about it, all these injuries. And now Juju, we'll see what happens with him. But it's, it's been rough sledding. In the uh, fantasy football world in the last three Man, or four it weeks. Has been, it has been, this in recent memory has been one of the rougher playoff seasons ever. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do we have tweets? We have, we have questions? We do, we All do. Right. Cool. Uh, so this week we have uh, a defensive question, a quarterback question, a running back question, a tight end question, and uh, someone is uh, asking to make him win a back-to-back title. So <laughs> okay. we'll start off here with the, the defense question. Uh, Austin Hurts asking, Colts D or Broncos D? I'm Ooh. Colts. I'd probably go Colts this week. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. I mean, they've been pretty good all year. They have been, and it's a home game, too. The home game, like, Odell may not be playing. Yeah, I think this is the Colts, D. Luis is asking us at quarterback, uh, should he start Goff or Baker Mayfield? I already said. I'll go Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Jake Holcomb, Derek Henry uh, coming off two big weeks, or the injured Melvin Gordon? I'm... I, I'm still – I got to go with Melvin Gordon. The guy's been so good all season long. You know, I get it. He, he's coming off the injury. But, you know, no Eckler. They got to have faith in him to be able to carry carry the mail this week. They have to. They did say that last game was a Sunday, not right, a Thursday. He would have played. played so. I mean, they have a lot to play for, too. Sure. Seating, yeah. Absolutely. So, I, I'd, I'd go with Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. I Marcus does not have faith in Melvin Gordon. I just, I, you know, and you know what? I blame money, right? Matt Money Smith put the seed in our head that, you know, if, if he gets out there and something doesn't feel right, that they'll just pull him and then go with, you know, Justin Jackson. So he's planted that seed and now he's made me nervous. I, I don't have that decision in any leagues. Um, I don't know. Why can't you play both? <laughs> well, both. no, I mean, that's like, yeah. Why can't you play both? So, yeah. All right. Go, 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 Melvin. We have uh, David Ramos asking a tight end question. Is it Brayton Joku or Cook? Jared? If yeah, Jared Cook. If it's Jared yeah. Cook, it's Jared Cook. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I would put them in order of Cook, uh, Njoku, and Brait. That's the order that I would, yep. I would rank them in. I just want to know what league you have all three of those. I know, titles. right? Like, yeah, how like, that happen? Have... It's a four-person league. You know what that could be, too? No, either that or that person is, like, just blocking the hell out of Literally everyone else who hoarding, needs a tight end. Some of that collusion ends. we talked about. Somebody, one of his buddies <laughs> dropped one tight could end. Be, could and, be. and the last one, uh, Ad Hawaiian Radio is asking us to help him win back-to-back titles. So he has three quick uh, questions. Matt Ryan or Mitch Trubisky? Uh, I would probably go with... I'm going Ryan. Who are they fighting? Carolina, their defense. Yeah, I would yeah. go Matt Ryan against the, uh, against the Carolina pass defense. Yeah. Uh, Doug Baldwin or Robbie Anderson? Robbie Anderson. Anderson. No doubt. All day. And lastly, as a running back question, is it Elijah McGuire, Gus Edwards, or Spencer Ware? Uh, Elijah McGuire. 
That, that's who I'd be going with. Yeah, because he's the guy who's least likely to split carries. Yeah. So I'd probably go Elijah. And plus, like, the, the Iran NFL guys are coming in. And so Dan Hansus has got to be coming in here at some point. And so I can't crap on the Jets because what? Dan and I, you know, are good pals. We're both Yankees fans. And I, like, I want to be on his good side. I feel like Dan understands this situation. No, but you know what, though? It's plus, weird. Like, where is he? Rosenthal, all, where is he? They're all like, in the midst of Donald I Mania. Like, I like the. There's like three Jets I like this week. They're in the midst of I like Donald, Donald Mania right I now. like McGuire and I like Robbie Anderson this week. You know what that means? They're all going to stink. I will say that no and one. And Hansus is going to yell at me. Even as much as, you know, Dan Hansus is, you know, jet jet fan of, of record here than building. I have watched. I have enjoyed watching no one more than Jeremy Bergman, who works on our news desk, who is not only a Jets fan, but a USC alum. So watching him in the throes of this Darnold hysteria has been absolutely amazing. So he's from is he from SoCal? He's, no, he's from New York, actually. Really? Okay. He's from New York. He's a Jets fan who ended up at USC. And uh, so he loves Darnold. Obviously, he loves the Jets. This has been this has been fun. Wow. Interesting. Uh, so that was it. Right. So last question. All right. That's it. That's it. We're done. Yeah, so we'll be back, though, on Christmas Eve. Yes, so we're going to recap week six. Yeah, maybe we'll be delivering the, uh, you know, some some fantasy football gifts that, that week. We'll, we'll figure out something to talk yeah, about man. in week 16 just before Christmas. But uh, so we are all done. Hey, by the way, I haven't said this enough, but uh, yeah, please, 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 please. We appreciate you all listening. Yeah. Uh, if you could just rate and review, go on to, uh, you know, iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Rate and review. It certainly would help I us. I think Rosenthal's doing grateful. it right now. I saw him on that would be fantastic. Yeah. We appreciate it. So there you go. We are done. We're back on Monday. Best of luck if you are in your championship. If you are not, we appreciate you listening because, you know, hey, we appreciate all of you. So rate, review. Remember, where there's a will, there are 500 relatives. We'll see you on Monday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.